Welcome to Midday on the Rural Radio Network. How are you doing today? This is the Monday, and it looks as though someone may have left the north door open. Looks like Nebraska is really crashing into winter here pretty quick. The panhandle already with inches of snow on the ground. I see Colorado was supposed to see some snowfall, too. A little bit. And they continue to see that. Probably will still see some skiffs on through the afternoon. And uh, much of the north-central part of the state is under a good portion of uh, a good amount of some precipitation right now. Kind of in bands where it's a little heavier and you know who you are. This is the Midday Program. And uh, in uh, coming up on our, we don't have uh, our usual complement of uh, ag people here with us today, so we will give you what we have here as far as what is coming up in our upcoming farm news and in our feature stories today. Today, an upcoming event at Nebraska Innovation Campus gets ready to tackle the issues around the future of food, and Bryce Duskett will be with us with more there. The U.S. Beef Exports post another outstanding performance in August, remaining well above last year's pace, according to statistics released by USDA and compiled by the U.S. Meat Export Federation. We'll have more on our farm news coming up. Mike Johans is taking on a new role, and we will be finding out more about the former governor and former ag secretary and what he is doing lately in just a few uh, minutes here and uh, coming up at 1245 today it'll be our newsmaker as susan discusses the bessie nursery near halsey nebraska it is the oldest federal tree nursery program in the nation and they will be talking more about that coming up at 1245 today over on the sports desk of course it's jason jorgensen we'll talk some football another tough one coming up for the Huskers, they will open up as 24-and-a-half-point underdogs at home to Ohio State. They've gone back and they've done some digging for a home game. Uh, this is the biggest that the Huskers have been an underdog at home in quite some time. Yeah. So I can't think another time. Can you? I mean, in the last... No. Since I've some folks think uh, the last time was the late 50s yeah. uh, when they played Oklahoma. Before Bob Devaney got the program really rolling at Nebraska, yeah, I, I guess I didn't think about it. There probably were betting lines back in the late fifties. Oh, there, I'm sure there always have been. Also, we'll talk some Husker volleyball. Lady Huskers continue to roll on. They are undefeated in Big Ten action. First time that has happened since 2011. We will get the thoughts of head coach John Cook. Also coming up in sports, we'll talk some baseball. Another busy day in playoffs. If the Weather agrees they could finish off a couple of those series. We'll see what happens this afternoon and tonight. All right. We certainly will. Business news, and Bob Brogan is on the story today. Stocks are mixed in uh, trading at midday. And uh, as health care and industrial companies fall while technology companies gr- gain ground. Also, uh, the EPA chief says the administration is going to roll back uh, its climate plan the Obama-era clean power plan aimed at reducing global warming. And President Trump is taking a step toward a long-sought Republican goal of allowing insurance to be sold across state lines. There will be a lot of people out there uh, celebrating that it's at least being discussed. All right. Very good. All these stories and more coming up today on Midday. 
Time to check some ag weather with Paul Perkins, and it's brought to you by Coolman Repair. We've had a little uh, little blast of old man winter that, uh, I don't know, it's just going to kind of come and go pretty quick, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it's not going to last long. We're going to see some temperatures. It'll be a bit on the cooler than the normal side for this week, but... Uh, the long-term forecasts look pretty good. Right now, that rain continuing to fall mainly over north-central Nebraska. But if you look at some of the road cams out in the Panhandle and also far southwest Nebraska towards Venango, some snow accumulating on the grassy areas. Luckily, the roads are just wet. But otherwise, they've had snow accumulating in the Panhandle and far southwest Nebraska. So I've been staring at this 3.0 just south of Scott's Bluff. Is that for real? Yep. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Okay. So, <laughs> but then that's uh, that's that part of Nebraska that yeah. everyone says, well, that's that's the pan. Yeah, exactly. Nothing that they haven't seen before this time exactly of year. Right. <laughs> but right now we do have some light rain in north central Nebraska, mainly from Broken Bow on up to around the O'Neill area. Some of it scattered from Stapleton on up to just east of Valentine. More waves of moisture starting to move into the Nebraska Panhandle at northeast Colorado and most likely falling as some snow, wet snow at least in the far southern portions of the Nebraska Panhandle. Temperatures not moving a whole lot for today. They'll either be steady or dropping as more cold air continues to drop southeast through the region, also being reinforced by those north winds. Light rain will be possible across the west and central locations, most locations. Not expecting much less than a quarter of an inch of moisture. A snow mix possible in west-central Nebraska into northwest Kansas today as that other band of moisture starts to move to the east. Light rain will remain possible for tonight. West-central Nebraska and northwest Kansas looking at it mainly evening chance and could still see some snow mixed in. A frost is likely tonight in the overnight in much of central Nebraska. We do have a map of these freeze advisories on our KRVN Facebook page. If you're in west-central Nebraska and northwest Kansas, you're looking at some good prospects of a hard freeze for tonight. Now, conditions will dry out as high pressure moves overhead for tomorrow through Friday. Temperatures mainly just below seasonal levels this week. The exception on Thursday, when it will be a very mild day, rain chances return early in the weekend with some low pressure that will track out of eastern Colorado. But our long-term forecast does hold those good chances for getting in the field for harvest for Nebraska and Kansas this weekend through October 22nd. The forecast expecting mostly warmer than normal for the temperatures. Probably just a cool spat as we move through the weekend and then really warming up for early next week. And for a brief period, Nebraska and Kansas forecast to receive above normal rainfall. That'll be mainly this weekend. Then the forecast quickly trends to below normal rainfall early next week through the 22nd. Weather factors affecting the market trade include a mixed offering of precipitation chances for the harvest progress in the Midwest and ongoing drier conditions in central Brazil. The harvest in the Midwest expected to resume with varying amounts of rain this next week. The western Midwest, especially Iowa, will see less of a chance of that harvest progress with moderate to heavy rain in their forecast. Drier conditions in the northern plains the end of the week will help out with their harvest. The recent rain in the southern plains may have slowed their winter wheat planting progress. That should improve this week as the forecast dries. The cold weather right now may slow the development of early planted wheat. Heavy rains and strong winds from the remnants of Hurricane Nate hit southeast crop areas over the weekend, especially in Alabama and western Georgia. Harvest progress will be delayed for a time there. Central Brazil remains dry, and that is slowing the planting of their soybeans and also increasing the risk to already 
planted soybeans. Central Argentina, they expect some light rain the next couple of days. That's going to allow the soils to dry and also improve their fieldwork conditions. So a tale of two different uh, forecasts in Brazil and Argentina. Dry in Brazil but wet in Argentina, but it will be improving for that. Eastern Australia saw beneficial rains over the weekend. The rain was needed for the wheat where there's been some dryness concerns in eastern Australia. All right, brought to you by Coolman Repair, our ag weather with Paul Perkins. And this, I guess, is as good as uh, any other time for us to kind of tout the fact that we've got a great app. We've got a great website that when Old Man Winter does really start to kick in here, we've got some very nice resources for people to follow along. You betcha, yeah. So in case you ever miss a a segment like this, uh, you can definitely find it on demand on our website or our app. Yep. And of course, yeah, closings and cancellations are right there under the weather tab at krvn.com whenever that becomes an issue. And uh, of course, our Storm Center coverage is presented by Skeeter Barnes, the best beef and barbecue around with locations in Kearney and Columbus, and by American Family Insurance serving Lexington and Kearney. When you need weather anytime, krvn.com. Campus looks at the future of food. I'm Shaylee Peters as we take a look at ag news here on the Rural Radio Network. An upcoming event at Nebraska Innovation Campus will tackle the issues around the future of food. Bryce Duskett has more. HuffPost, in a partnership with Nebraska Innovation Campus, presents a conversation with community leaders, experts, and entrepreneurs about the future of food. A 75-minute panel will be followed by a question-and-answer session at an event that begins at 6.30 p.m. on Wednesday. The moderator of the event is Dr. Michael Bame, University of Nebraska Lincoln Harlan Vice Chancellor for the Institute of Agriculture and Natural Resources and the University of Nebraska Vice President for Agriculture and Natural Resources. Panelists include Andrew Uden, COO and co-founder of Quantified Ag, Jill Gifford, National Food Entrepreneur Assistance Program Manager at UNL, Tom Field, who is the Director of the Angler Agribusiness Entrepreneurship Program, Gary Fair, who is co-founder of Green School Farms, and Suji Park, founder and CEO of Suji's Korea Grill and Food Dreams Made Real. The event is free and open for the public to attend and is part of HuffPost's Listen to America Bus Tour, which is a 25-city tour devoted to listening to the concerns of people across the country. To learn more about the event and to register, you can visit RuralRadio.com. And another Ag News man packing will remove the non-GMO label term from select products because the company says it doesn't want to perpetuate a fear that something is wrong with GMOs. PR Week reported the company is turning an about face after getting some products verified under the non-GMO project. The company is removing the non-GMO verified check from its single cut lettuce products in its next print run, according to the company's director of corporate marketing. A company spokesperson said there is no GMO lettuce adding it made us go why are we doing this man sells other products that do not have the non-gmo verified check but include copies stating they are gmo free on the packaging the company is discussing removing that label as well man packing was founded in salinas california in the 1930s today the company is a majority women owned and operated business and says it's one of the country's leading suppliers of fresh vegetables 
And for a small group of students involved with the Tractor Restoration Club at the University of Nebraska-Lincoln, fixing up tractors from their great-grandpa's era is a key part of college life. Created in 2005, the club typically restores two or three tractors a year to be used either for display at the Lester Larson Tractor Test and Power Museum or sold for the benefit of the museum. The club has been presented an unusual challenge for the 2017-2018 year to prepare a 1945 Alice Chalmers Model C for display at the Homestead National Monument near Beatrice. Members will meet October 12th with Al Leviton, a conservator from West Virginia, who is consulting for the Friends of Homestead to discuss how to recover and ready the little tractor with a tricycle-style front end for permanent display. Forty years ago, it was used to clear land on the last Homestead claim in the United States filed in 1974. And it may be approaching winter in Kansas, but the field work on wheat genetics is going full steam ahead for wheat scientist Jesse Poland. Half a world away, Poland, an associate professor of plant pathology at Kansas State University, is learning critical information that will lead to the future generations of wheat in Kansas and beyond. For the past three years, Poland and a team of researchers have worked in five countries to test and develop new agricultural technologies that are already improving the way crops are grown. The most promising of those technologies is the use of unmanned aerial vehicles or drones to scout agricultural fields for important data. More on that story at RuralRadio.com. With a look at Ag News here, I'm Shaylee Peters on the Rural Radio Network. Corn residue is a tremendous forage resource in Nebraska, and it's one of the state's competitive advantages for beef cattle production. With 9 million acres of corn grown in Nebraska annually and 2 million beef cows, corn stock grazing is an economic feed strategy. Joining me on the phone from the South Panhandle Extension Unit in Kimball to talk about corn stock grazing management is Aaron Berger. Aaron is a Nebraska Extension beef educator. Aaron, Nebraska beef producers have a great resource in corn stock residue. Well, there's about 9 million acres of corn growing in Nebraska, and we've got about 2 million beef cows. So it provides really a tremendous feed resource from fall through, you know, February, March time frame in terms of providing an excellent grazing resource for beef cows in Nebraska. And Aaron, how do you identify uh, the quality and maybe the, the quantity of forage that you've got out there left in those fields? So from a quantity standpoint, a good rule of thumb is to take bushel yield, uh, take that time 16 which is leaf and husk is approximately the pounds of leaf and husk available per, available per bushel of corn, and we're going to want to target up using about half of that. Uh, the corn stock grazing calculator is an Excel-based spreadsheet tool that we have in Nebraska that you can use to get an estimate of you know how much forage is there and then match that to the cattle that are grazing. It can give you a good indication of the amount of grazing days you'd expect per acre based on the corn bushel yield. If we do have a lot of eardrop out there, that can provide some additional energy of source as well. If we have more than 8 to 10 bushels of corn per acre, we're going to need to come up with some kind of management strategy to try to limit the amount of corn that those cows are getting access to. If those cows are just getting access to leaf and husk, we're looking at a diet that's usually in that 52 to 55 percent total digestible nutrients or energy and running around 5 to 5.5 percent crude protein. Now, Aaron, you mentioned it's uh, the corn stock grazing calculator. What can producers find that online? Uh, that's at the beef.unl.edu website. It's also part of the NU Beef Calculate app, which people can download to their smartphone. Now, Aaron, if people need to supplement protein, uh, how do you know if you need to do that? So as we think about protein supplement for cattle grazing corn stocks, I think it's important to understand the class of cattle that we have grazing. So if we have mature 
spring calving cows and are a body condition score five or better, uh, they're probably going to be adequate in terms of what's provided out there in terms of the quality of forage. They're still going to need a good mineral uh, supplement to go with that, but probably don't really need much in terms of protein supplementation if they're stocked at the recommended rates that we uh, talked about earlier through the corn stock grazing calculator. Other classes of cattle, such as replacement heifers that are uh, bred, that are going to be calving this spring, once they get into the last trimester, they're probably going to need some additional protein and energy. Uh, for calves that are grazing, uh, they're going to need at least two pounds a day of a 30% type product, like the dry distiller's grains, to target a one pound to gain. So really evaluating the class of cattle you have and their demands is really important as you evaluate what you need to supplement on corn stalks. And Aaron, weather can always play a factor when grazing. Uh, what advice do you have for producers? Well, as we think about weather, obviously it can really do two things. If we have a warm, dry fall, we can preserve quality longer. If we have a wet, damp fall or winter conditions, we can sure have an impact on forage quality, so paying attention to that. Of course, snow and ice can really limit grazing, and so depending on where you're at in the state, uh, the further east you go, probably that snow and ice is more of an issue than when it is in western Nebraska. However, wherever you're located, you do need to have a backup plan in terms of if you get snowed up and covered, how are you going to provide some feed to those cattle until those corn stalks open back up after we have a thaw. And Aaron, bottom line for producers, uh, corn residue, a great resource. Uh, take advantage of it. It is. It is a great resource. Put a pencil to it. See how you can utilize it. Uh, see how what you have matches what's available. Aaron, thanks. To read more about corn stock grazing management strategies, you can visit the Nebraska Beef Production website at address beef.unl.edu. You're listening to Midday on the Rural Radio Network, and it's time to check sports with Jason Jorgensen. Hey, thanks, Derek. Well, the fourth-ranked Nebraska volleyball team posted a sweep at Iowa on Saturday night in front of an Iowa school record crowd of more than 4,700 at Carver-Hawkeye Arena. The Huskers won their seventh straight, and their 6-0 start in Big Ten play is their best since 2011. Now, when this year started, Coach John Cook said he thought the Huskers were a little behind in their preparation. He was asked today if they are catching up. Playing, you know, together well as a team, and uh, our, our offense has been really simple, and we, we're going to start expanding that a little bit, again, working together. So it just take, it's time in the gym, it's time playing, and, you know, we've played some pretty clean matches, and... But I think it's still, you know, it's, it's still always developing. The Huskers will travel the fourth-ranked Wisconsin on Wednesday at 8 o'clock Central Time. Miami Dolphins offensive line coach Chris Forrester has resigned after a social media video surfaced appearing to show him snorting a white powdery substance at a desk. Hours after the 56-second video was posted on Facebook and Twitter, Forrester announced his resignation in a statement released by the team. He apologized for his actions and said he was seeking help. Dallas owner Jerry Jones says the NFL can't leave the impression that it tolerates players disrespecting the flag. Jones says any of his Cowboys making such displays won't play. He was responding to a question about Vice President Mike Pence leaving the game in Indianapolis after about a dozen San Francisco players knelt during the anthem. Two weeks ago, Jones knelt with the players before the anthem at a game in Arizona. N.Y.A. Tittle, a member of the Pro Football Hall of Fame and LSU's first T-formation quarterback, died today. He was 90. Known as the Bald Eagle for his lack of hair, which he started losing in college, Tittle had a 17-year pro career with the Baltimore Colts of the old American Football Conference and the San Francisco 49ers and the New York Giants of the NFL. Tittle was a two-time NFL MVP and seven-time Pro Bowl quarterback. 
Zane Greinke will attempt to save Arizona's season when he faces his former teammates with the Dodgers, who counter with a late-season acquisition in Yuv Darvish in Game 3 of the NLDS. The Diamondbacks have been knocked around by L.A.'s deep lineup while falling into an 0-2 hole. And Trevor Bauer will start on three days rest as the Indians try once again to eliminate the Yankees in Game 4 of that ALDS series in New York. 17-game winner pitched into the 7th in the team's 4-0 win in Game 1. Manager Terry Francona should have virtually his entire bullpen ready to use if it comes to that. That's a look at sports. Have a great day. I'm Jason Jorgensen. Stay tuned. More Middays just ahead. You are listening to the Rural Radio Network. KRVN Sports at Midday brought to you by the Woodhouse Auto Family, Woodhouse Ford in Blair, and Woodhouse Lincoln in Omaha. Breeze watches and warnings are in effect late tonight over most of central and western Nebraska. Otherwise, the official forecast mostly clear over most areas tonight, although a chance of rain in the central and east. Lows tonight around the 30s in the east to the upper 20s in the west. I'm Dave Schroeder, the Check of News. The University of Nebraska-Lincoln has set a timeline for raising matching pair of high-rise dormitories that have housed thousands of residents since 1963. The university says in a news release that all 13 stories of Cather and Pound Hall will be knocked down via a controlled implosion on the morning of December 22nd. Both dorms have been used for overflow in recent years as the demand for student housing exceeded expectations. Demolition cleanup and site restoration are anticipated to continue through July 2018. A December sentencing is scheduled for a former U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service worker who had been charged with burglarizing the service office in Wood River. 59-year-old John Koshner of Grand Island pleaded no contest to two counts of theft after prosecutors dropped two burglary counts. Authorities say he broke into the service's field office at the Crane Trust and Nature Visitor Center on March 21st to steal property. Authorities also say he took $508 from the Visitor Center's donation box. Four teenagers are running for governor of Kansas. Fox's Jill Nado has more. Kansas has no set qualifications to run for governor. Anybody can do it. So four teenagers have thrown their hats in the ring already crowded with 14 adult candidates. The latest is Republican 17-year-old Dominic Scavuzzo, who appointed his father as his campaign treasurer and says the race is a good opportunity to gain experience. There are two other GOP teen candidates as well as one Democratic teenager. Friends University political science professor Russell Fox says the teens are doing it for a stunt and won't have the money to run an effective campaign. Some lawmakers at the state capitol are saying it's time to set an age limit for gubernatorial candidates. Jill Nato, Fox News. A new statue outside the Kansas state capitol will pay tribute to a frontier doctor from Dodge City who was an early leader in public health efforts. The Wichita Eagle reports the statue will bring attention to Samuel Crumbine's work at the beginning of the 20th century. Breaking stories, weather, and traffic when you follow us on Facebook and Twitter. In the News Center, I'm Dave Schroeder. It can be described as one of the gems of Nebraska, a nursery that supplies trees to other states, especially when fires go through. 
Good afternoon. I'm Susan Littlefield on the Rural Radio Network. I had the opportunity to sit down with Richard Gilbert. He's the nursery manager for Bessie Nursery out by Halsey. He talks about the important role that this nursery has had in the past, in the present, and as we move forward. Uh, Bessie Nursery is the oldest federal tree nursery in Nebraska and uh, in the U.S. for uh, federal tree nurseries. Uh, started by Charles E. Bessie in 1902. Uh, and the plan was to have a nursery uh, in Nebraska someplace that we could have wood forest products um, for people across in the United States. Uh, and uh, the location one mile west of Halsey was chosen. It was the Dismal River Reserve originally. Uh, and then they changed the name in 1916 to uh, Charles E. Bessie Nursery in honor of Bessie. Uh, and they, it's again the largest hand planted forest in the U.S. It used to be the world. Um, and it's an experimental forest where they can test trees, see what grows here. Um, you know, unfortunately, it, it didn't work out as far as the forest wood products um, that that Bessie had hoped. Uh, just because we're pretty remote, um, we're out in the sand hills, and it's hard to get equipment in there, and the trees don't grow extremely quick. Uh, so. Uh, the success of it has been the nursery itself, though. We are able to supply trees to the conservation districts and to the U.S. Forest Service. We cover Region 2, which is Colorado, Wyoming, South Dakota, Nebraska, and Kansas. So if they have a wildfire out there on a forest, like the Pike San Isabel Forest um, or the San Juan National Forest, where they're having lots of bark beetle issues um, and they lose all their trees, we store the seed right there at, at Bessie Nursery near Halsey. Uh, we've got 15,000 pounds of seed, um, about 800 different seed lots of different elevation bands and locations to match that forest. Uh, so it's very specific, and we cater to those locations. Uh, and they actually collect their cones and send it to us. But when they have those incidents, we produce the trees for them, and within a year or two, we can have those trees back out to them. But the conservation districts here in Nebraska, um, as you can kind of see behind me, um, there's reasons that we put windbreaks in here in Nebraska. Um, the Dust Bowl was one of them, and of course most people here, none of us are going to remember that because we were not around. But those windbreaks play a key role in slowing that wind down. Um, we've also uh, changed our farming practices and do no-till farming, which helps. Um, but we produce those trees right there at Bessie, and then the conservation districts purchase them from us and get them out to those windbreaks, habitat plantings, repairing areas, um, you name it. Um, we've got plants going there. Wildlife plantings have gotten really big in um, recent years also for pheasants and quail and turkey, so lots of shrubs. You have a unique plant that's sitting next to you that isn't native to Nebraska. Correct. Talk yep. a little bit about it, and you can pick it up and show it on the Well, um, plants uh, don't uh, pay any attention to state lines or anything like that. Um, this is the uh, tulip tree. It's a liriodendron um, that's typically a southern species. Um, and um, this one, uh, I collected seed in Nebraska City at Arbor Lodge. Uh, they've got a really nice sized tulip tree there that's about 50 foot tall or so. Um, and I try to run down and get a little bit of seed every year and grow a few plants where I can hand them out to people just for, for further testing to see how far north and west we can move this plant. 
Um, I do have one growing at, at uh, Halsey, um, right there at the forest, um, and uh, I put it in, and it, it, it was about five foot tall when I put it in, and 11 years later, it's still about five foot tall, um, so we know that's the limit right there. Um, it's surprisingly drought resistant. I wasn't expecting that at Halsey, but it doesn't like our temperature extremes. Um, they, they go changes too quickly and, and injures it. Um, but it's an amazing tree. It has little tulip flowers on it. Um, at about age 15, they'll start producing flowers. Um, it grows extremely quick. Um, and, you know, in its native habitat, it could probably get 100 foot tall. Um, for us, you know, 50, 60 foot tall, I think, is reasonable on the southeastern part of the state. Um, so, but we grow multiple different species like that just to help educate people and show people we we aren't stuck with just a few species here in nebraska we do have a lot of options i've got many different types of oak here uh and and some of the other um you know local nurseries um like great plains nursery over there um they're producing a lot of uh local native oaks um, in, in getting other stuff that are native just right across the border to, to Iowa and to Kansas up into these areas and helping diversify our plantings, which is what we need. Um, we all know when you have something come through like emerald ash borer um, and Dutch elm disease for elm trees, think about that, wipes out an entire species. Um, not such a good thing. So the more we diversify, the better off we are. Comments coming from Richard Gilbert with Beth. I'm Susan Littlefield on the Rural Radio Network. Good afternoon. Dewey Nelson with a market report on the Rural Radio Network. And shortly before the close, we're trading on the lows of the session, led by declines in wheat, and now brought soybeans even further lower. December corn, 348 and three quarters. March, 362. May, 370 and three quarters. All down one and a quarter. Next December corn, 395, down one and a half. November soybeans nine sixty five and a half. March rather January nine seventy six and a quarter. Both down six and three quarters. March nine eighty five and three quarters down six and a half. Next November nine eighty four and a quarter down seven and a half. December Chicago wheat four thirty five and three quarters down seven and three quarters. March four fifty five and a half down seven and a quarter. December Kansas City wheat four thirty and a quarter. Down six and a half, March four forty eight, down six and three quarters. The last on December Minneapolis wheat six twenty two and a quarter, down one and a half. We're gonna settle narrowly mixed in these livestock futures trade, quite an uneventful uh, trading session. October live cattle settled one eleven forty two, up forty, December unchanged at one sixteen ninety two, February one twenty one fifteen, up forty two, April one twenty one fifty seven, down two. October feeder cattle settled 153.77, down 17. November 155.50, down 25. January 153.75, up 5. March 151.90, up 25. October hogs settled 59.02, down 15. December was up 2 at 16.95. February 66.82, up 27. Right now the Dow is down 3 at 22,770. NASDAQ unchanged, 6,589. S&P 500 unchanged, 2,545.
We're here with local farmers about to announce a breakthrough they believe is the next big thing in their industry. Uh, thanks for coming. So what's moving under that sheet? Sam, do the honors. He's our channel seedsman. Yeah, he's with us every step with the Channel Field Checkup Series. Every recommendation helps us select and place channel products. Products placed to perform for better yield potential. Now that's seedsmanship at work. We want everyone who hasn't worked with a channel seedsman to know what they're missing. Right. Impressive. Find your channel seedsman at channel.com. Farmers and their channel seedsmen agree. When it comes to early season seedling protection, Acceleron Seed Applied Solutions have my fields covered with new advancements like NEMA Strike technology to help protect my corn and soybeans from the invisible threat of nematodes. That's big news for my field. That's seedsmanship at work. Talk to your seedsman about Acceleron Seed Applied Solutions. Individual results may vary. Always read and follow green marketing and all other stewardship practices and pesticide label directions. Products featuring NEMA Strike technology may not be approved in all states. We're back on the Rural Radio Network. Let's uh, get a review of today's livestock features trade with Joe Teal at Great Plains Commodities. Joe, pretty uneventful trading day. They lack direction, too. Yeah, yeah very uneventful. A very quiet day. Uh, light volume. And uh, we're going to finish mixed in the cattle. Mixed mostly higher, but uh, just barely higher. Uh, really nothing going on. Cutouts at noon a little bit higher on the choice, lower on the select. And that uh, no direction uh, given, uh, basically. We just bounce back and forth all day long. Over in the feeders, we're going to finish mixed to mostly lower, uh, which, uh, same thing, very, very quiet, directionless most of the day, just back and forth, back and forth, very light volume, and uh, waiting for uh, some sort of uh, movement out of the uh, Packers and uh, uh, at the auctions. Over in the hogs, uh, going to finish mixed there also to mostly higher, the exception being the uh, uh, nearby October. Cash seemed to be uh, near near steady, maybe just a little bit firmer, but uh, yeah, considering the uh, premiums we're carrying, uh, that uh, uh, didn't uh, really affect the uh, futures market much at all. So a very, very quiet day holiday period because the uh, government office is closed. I think that had something to do with the uh, trade also. Thanks, Joe. You can reach Joe Teal, Great Plains Commodities at 800-328-0134. Total cattle slaughter today estimated at 115,000. 9,000 more than last Monday. 1,000 more than a year ago. Hog slaughter 463,000. And that'd be 21,000 more than last Monday. Dewey Nelson on the Rural Radio Network. Dr. Andrew Pope, one of the physicians at Kansas Regenerative Medicine Center, has seen the amazing results of stem cell therapy with his own eyes. I'll be honest, the ones that just tug at the heartstrings been some of the neurologic cases. When you get to watch the progress over time and know that you had some role to play in that, these patients, they give us too much credit. We're really facilitators. It's really their stem cells that do most of the work. We've just got to get them where they're needed. Kansas Regenerative Medicine Center in Manhattan, and now Kansas City. Your stem cells, your health, your life. Why is it called Truck Town? Because they have trucks, trucks, and more trucks. 
40 trucks to be exact. If you need a trailer, they have those two in both new and used. Their knowledgeable staff will help you find the trailer and accessories to fit your truck and their technicians in the shop troubleshoot to get you going again fast. They do it all at Truck Town. Visit semitruck.com or give them a call. 1-800-610-3888. They're just off I-70 in Colby, Kansas. While you are busy with harvest, there are still plenty of marketing decisions left to be made. Let AgWest Commodities and our team of grain professionals help you with the information and tools necessary to find your best value. AgWest will help provide you with a complete picture of the cash contracts and options available to you. For more information, call 866-WE-HEDGE or visit us online at GoAgWest.com. Go AgWest! Ag information this hour is brought to you by Aurora Cooperative. With all the buzz surrounding weed resistance and new technologies, are you having a hard time deciding on next year's soybean crop plan? At Aurora Cooperative, we've been evaluating all of your potential soybean management combinations and have solutions for your farm, including our very own A-Brand Liberty Link Soybeans. This locally tested brand of soybeans allows you to take control of your soybean yields, enjoy clean fields with safe application and improved in-crop chemistry. See an Aurora Cooperative sales agronomist to see if A-Brand Liberty Link cropping system is the right fit for your fields. Aurora Cooperative, putting owner's equity to work. Strong working relationship is vital. Tenney Canal Project. Good afternoon. I'm Susan Littlefield on the Rural Radio Network. Lyndon Vogt represents the Central Platte NRD. As he talked to us about the work being done on canals. Yeah, you know we've uh, we've partnered or worked with four of the the canals in Dawson County, which is in the overappropriated area of our district. Kind of that partnership we have with them is to help us put water back to the river to to help address our fully appropriated area. And uh, and through true conjunctive management projects with the canals, we've been able to uh, uh, keep them whole, more or less, to say that. Uh, um, the producers that have both sources of water, groundwater and surface water, are uh, can transfer their, their surface water back to the river so we can leave it in the river during the irrigation season, which is the summer when the river's at its lowest, and, and they can pump groundwater. Ultimately, it'd be nice if we could get to the point where we could, could uh, possibly convert a few more of them to, uh, to pump groundwater when uh, things are dry and the river's low so we can leave that water in the river and, and uh, use that uh, surface water to recharge our groundwater in times when we have substantial surface water flows to help us, help us recharge our groundwater there. So, What type amount of water are you guys trying to keep in that river? You talk about the, you know, the sharing back and forth. Sure. Um, the Central Platte NRD is responsible for, for putting 1,900 acre feet of water back in the over-appropriated area of the river. But uh, with the Platte River program, folks, uh, you know, I think they're looking for nearly 40,000 or 50,000 acre feet of water to put in that uh, in that critical habitat area as well. So, so we are working with them as to to put water back as well. So what type of educational process then do you guys do with with the with the producers? First off, as you explain this whole process. Sure. You know, this all started with with the NRD meeting with the canal boards. Uh, all of the canals are run by a board of directors out there. So, so I was actually sat down at the canal boards, and uh, and my predecessor Ron Bishop actually did quite a bit of that that uh, legwork on on meeting with them boards, sitting down with them, and explaining the process, and and hopefully helping them them uh, canals be sustainable into the future. Has there been um, the need to have to further do education with those canal board members? Um, you know, not really. Most of our most of our board members out there are, are producers. They're of course they're all irrigators, and, and they understand the issues. They understand the needs of, of 
putting water back in the river and protecting agriculture and protecting irrigated ag in Nebraska. What about for that consumer, that sportsman out there who looks at irrigation and thinks it's a bad thing per se because they see it as just taking water? Sure. Well, actually, the project we're working with these with the canals leaves water in the river when it's at its lowest mm-hmm. and and puts water back during the summer. So, fortunately, it's a project that is a win-win for sportsmen and for agriculture as well. Anything else you'd like to add? Any hurdles that you had to overcome to to further make this project more beneficial? You know, I think the biggest hurdles was just making everybody understand the relationship between groundwater and surface water and and conjunctive management, uh, you know, the management of of both water for the benefit of the state. When I say both water, the management of groundwater and surface water is one for the for the betterment of the state and I think um, we have a lot more opportunities than than what we've currently captured moving forward and and uh, it certainly is the answer for getting the plat back to a fully appropriated status and and uh, and helping address some of the plat river program needs as well. It's not something that's going to happen overnight by any means. No we didn't get in the position we're in overnight and we're not going to get out of it overnight but part of the challenge is recognizing the the problems and and working towards addressing them problems and those comments with Lyndon Vote of the Central Platte NRD. I'm Susan Littlefield on the Rural Radio Network. Keep your wheels turning with a new or used tractor from Landmark Implement, your local John Deere dealer. Our inventory of used tractors is the best around at prices you can't resist. We'll work with you to find the right machine for your needs, all backed by Landmark's extensive parts and service network. For a limited time, take advantage of special financing, including interest waivers and fixed rates. Stop into your local Landmark location or visit LandmarkImp.com before it's too late. Experience the Landmark difference. If you'd rather eat something that was cooked by the side of the road than jump into your old feed truck again, then it's time for a trip to McCook or Dodge City and get a look at what Capital Sales has to offer. Vertical TMRs from Laird and Supreme, both new and reconditioned, so you're bound to find something that'll work for you. And Capital Sales will not disappear after you've got your new box home. They take the fact that service is their best salesman very seriously. Capital Sales, McCook and Dodge City, online at CapitalSales.com or call 866-649-7778. We're talking with Karen Laska. Karen, I understand that you recently visited Dr. Ickturtz with the Nebraska Hand and Shoulder Institute for Carpal Tunnel Syndrome. Yes, I did. And after the diagnosis, you had surgery for carpal tunnel. How would you describe your experience? You know, it's just the simplest thing, and to have that natural feeling back in your hand is awesome. And as far as the recovery goes, how soon did you see improvement? Once we got home, I never had an ounce of problems. The Nebraska Hand and Shoulder Institute, online at carpaltunnelrelief.net or call 308-398-HAND. Guiding producers today to feed the world tomorrow is a philosophy Dr. Ray Ward and his professional staff have operated under for over 50 years. For fast and accurate soil, water, plant fertilizer, and feed testing results, trust Ward Laboratories. Testing results today help you make farming and feeding input decisions tomorrow. Ask your consultant or seed dealer to send your samples to Ward Laboratories in Kearney. Go to wardlab.com and see all that Ward Laboratories can offer your farming and feeding operation. Dewey Nelson on the Rural Radio Network. We had a down day in the grains today coming off the weekend, especially in uh, wheat, and that dragged the soybeans lower. With us is John Payne, Senior Marketing Analyst with Daniels Ag Marketing in Chicago and publisher of the newsletter This Week in Grain. So not a real good day here. No, it's just another slow one. I, I guess you're looking at wheat 
being the, the leader of the downside down over almost a percentage point, uh, that feels like it, it could be a little bit of a harbinger here for, for the corn in the short term, although I wouldn't be too bearish on any breaks in any of this stuff. I think the, uh, the downside should see some support, um, but I think... You know, the longer we stay sideways here, uh, you know, I'm not, I'm not super optimistic we're going to see some sort of huge retracement uh, in the interim. Uh, but, you know, the weather down in South America will probably dictate that. We were on the low end of the trading range today, John. And I think with corn, the, the initial story right now is just we're having good export reports, but the weekly export numbers are slow. I think we've exported physically about half the bushels we did a year ago at this time. Now, that's a little bit of a catch catch that because a year ago Brazil didn't have anything to export, so we were getting a lot of increased business, but we're still above where we were in, uh, below where we were in 2015 as well, so uh, I think that maybe has the market a little nervous. We're really spread out, and uh, I'm, I'm a little bit torn up on which way we're going to go. I, uh, you know, I feel like the market has a lot of support below here. Farmers aren't going to sell it, but then you look at the deferred contracts. December of this year at 395, March of next year, uh, you know, is at uh, 409, 405, 405, not 409. Uh, so, you know, there's still good prices out there and that should incentivize planning. So I don't know if there's, uh, you know, market needs a lot of rally to get the acres that it's going to need to secure for a year from now. Uh, and if beans are going to break, that's going to be even easier for them to, to explore. So We might see more volatility given the fact that we are waiting a day for our crop progress, uh, export inspections, and looking ahead to Thursday's USDA report. Good reminder of that. There are we won't get those numbers tonight. Uh, you know, I will say the volatility is so sm- short right now. I mean, I don't see any reason to buy calls uh, over the short run, but the market doesn't either. And the market has priced this stuff all down to a very, very steep discount. Uh, if you if you look at the at the money options, which are where you buy the put and buy the call right at the money, if you take those values and add them together, you can kind of get a good idea for what the market is thinking for kind of an over under of where we'll be over the next two months. And uh, right now. I, the, the 360 call, which is only 12 cents away, is going for three cents. So it's very, very negative uh, for volatility, at least projecting down the road. Thanks for the comments, John Payne, senior marketing analyst with Daniel Zag Marketing in Chicago. You can go to danielzagmarketing.com get more information. As corn finishes unchanged to three quarters lower, soybeans five to six lower, Kansas City wheat six lower. Dewey Nelson on the Rural Radio Network. Stop by McDonald's to get a limited edition uh, Husker flag with a donation of $5. No net proceeds go to the Ronald McDonald House Charities of Omaha. KRVM wants to remind you that you can make your football fantasy a reality. You can win a Traeger tailgater grill and gift certificate for the meat to put on that grill. There's Husker and Loper football packages available, complete with football tickets, team gear, and the steak dinner. That's right. Check out all that you need to know to enter on the Fun and Games page at krvn.com to find out how you can win our football fantasy. Saving enough money to buy a lottery ticket by buying your tires at the Discount Tirerama. Seemed like a good idea at the time, but now you need service and they're harder to get a hold of than Jimmy Hoffa. I'll tell you who you can get a hold of anytime, anywhere, any day is Nebraska Land, Kansas Land, or Colorado Land Tire Group. Midwestern values, Midwestern service, and great value on name brand tires is what you'll always get from Nebraska 
Nebraska land, Kansas land, and Colorado land tire. Online at thetirestore.com. If you're out of air or need repair, these guys care. Now's the time to start planning for your 2018 wheat crops so you can avoid protein discounts. Frenchman Valley Co-op's intensive wheat management program has proven to increase yield and protein in wheat. Several of Frenchman Valley Co-op's producers received protein premiums, not discounts, in 2017. Call your local Frenchman Valley Co-op agronomy location or your agronomy production advisor and ask, how can I raise a better wheat crop and be more profitable? The first step, schedule soil sampling. Need help improving your acres? Frenchman Valley Co-op has been improving acres since 1912. Some said I couldn't take over this farm on my own, but my father, who inherited this land from his father, was with me the whole way. I may be working these fields by myself, but I'm never alone. Dreams need committed support. Get in touch with American Family Insurance and find out how we can help protect your farm or ranch. Insure carefully. Dream fearlessly. For details, stop by and talk to Jim Crayson in Kearney or Ed Yider in Lexington. American Family Insurance Company, American Family Mutual Insurance Company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin, 53783. 880-KRVN. From the Fox Business Network on Wall Street, stocks are slightly lower in afternoon trading and GE falling over 3% today. This after a major shakeup was announced among its executive ranks. And shares of Tesla falling around 2% today and on track to snap a five-day winning streak. This after the company said it would delay the unveiling of its electric semi-truck. The stock did rally last week despite saying that the low-priced Model 3 was running into some production bottlenecks. And Honeywell is getting in gear to spin off some of its businesses and creating at least two new publicly listed companies. Reuters says the company is considering placing its turbochargers business, which produces components that improve the performance and efficiency of cars and trucks, into one of the newly created companies. Honeywell did propose a merger last year with United Technology. However, UT turned down its offer. With the Fox Business Report, I'm Hilary Barsky. Friends, are you taking Viagra for ED? Well, you could be paying too much. Now you can take Sildenafil, the active ingredient in Viagra, for just $2 per tablet. $2 for a 20-milligram tablet, saving $40 per dose. Marley Drug is a North Carolina pharmacy delivering Sildenafil to your doorstep. Go to MarleyGenerics.com. That's M-A-R-L-E-Y MarleyGenerics.com. Or call 1-800-452-1760. That's 1-800-452-1760. Before you put that camper or boat trailer away for the winter, now would be a great time to get it aligned at Bear Frame and Alignment in Kearney. Then next spring, you'll be ready for the season. They also work on all kinds of trucks, trailers, and cars. By keeping your vehicle aligned, you'll get better gas mileage and more miles out of your tires. Bear Frame and Alignment is located at 1221 Avenue A in Kearney or call 308-234-1220. They've been in business since 1962. The number one mattress manufacturer in America is now being sold at Erickson's Furniture in North Platte. Yes, the complete selection of Serta mattress sets are on display and ready to give you a better night's sleep. Whether you want a mattress as hard as the floor or soft and fluffy like Grandma's Feather Tick, Erickson's has a Serta mattress for you. For the newest technology and sleep comfort, check out the Serta Eye Comfort with Cool Action Gel Memory Foam. Erickson's Furniture, where you get free delivery plus haul away of your old bedding pieces. 
you planning a wedding or a special event? Do you want it to be an event that your guests will talk about for years to come? At the Minden Opera House, they can dance beneath a starlit ceiling, take advantage of a full-service bar, and enjoy a luxurious setting that they'll never forget. Call 308-832-0588 or visit MindenOperaHouse.com to learn more about what they have to offer. You'll also find them in the marketplace at KRVN.com. At the Minden Opera House, they make fabulous memories. Attention farmers, ranchers, and hunters. Farmers National Company agent Kevin Mitney will sell an auction 248 acres more or less of Madison County, Nebraska cropland Thursday, October 19th at 10.30 a.m. at the Fair Play Golf Course in Norfolk. This is a unique offering, a productive farmland, pasture with great hunting and a cow-calf area. It also has an acreage with development potential. For details on this October 19th land auction in Norfolk, contact agent Kevin Bittney, 402-929-0817, or go to FarmersNational.com. I'm a farmer seeking the right seed to plant in my fields. I'm tired of the same boring seed. Interested in a summer fling? Good genes, drought-resistant, impressive yields. I'm looking for the total package. Most importantly, this is a give-not-take relationship. When harvest time comes, I'm getting everything. Looking for a good season with the right seed? Contact your dealer about Hogemeyer hybrids today. Or visit therightseed.com. Mostly cloudy skies in the forecast for tomorrow on Tuesday with highs around 50 in the east and central to the 50s in the west. I'm Dave Schroeder. Two Lexington Industries were toured on Friday morning as part of a proclamation issued by Governor Pete Ricketts designating October as Manufacturing Month in Nebraska. Lieutenant Governor Mike Foley received a tour of Eilers Machine and Welding from company president Chase Eilers. The company makes parts for U.S. government contracts, builds industrial equipment, and repairs farm and other equipment. Eilers credits the employees for the success of the company. Our average employee has been with us over 10 years, and we definitely couldn't do it without them. They have a lot of skills and knowledge that they've helped me when I took over. had so many people that were willing to work with me and teach me that uh, has really helped. Lieutenant Governor Mike Foley says he and Governor Ricketts are visiting manufacturing facilities and explaining how they are important to the state's economic well-being. We're building everything from uh, lawnmowers to jet skis to subway cars to center pivot machines, agricultural equipment of any kind, and now out here in Lexington we're learning about all this defense contract work that's happening right here in our state. So it's very, very important to our state's economy. Foley also stopped at Designer Craft Woodworking and received a tour from owner Steve Atwood. Designer Craft Woodworking specializes in the building of custom cabinets for commercial and residential customers. Nebraska investigators say a county treasurer accused of selling cars without a dealer's license and helping customers evade taxes was reimbursed for mileage for driving to and from an auto auction. Lancaster County Treasurer Andy Stebbing has been charged with falsifying bills of sale, filing fraudulent state income taxes, and selling cars without a license. Nebraska State Patrol reports show Stebbing was reimbursed for at least $70 for mileage costs to and from the Lincoln Auto Auction in Waverly over the past two years. Being paid for mileage not connected to work violates state and county rules. Stebbing alleges the auction trips were on county business. That's an update of the news. I'm Dave Schroeder from the KRVN News Center.
The Wilcox Community Improvement Association invites you to the 25th Annual Pheasant Country Music Show. This fun show will be Sunday, October 15th at the Wilcox Hildreth High School Gym, starting at 2.30 p.m. The Pheasant Country Music Show will feature country music celebrating Patsy. Admission is $7 at the door. Children under 10 get in free. Proceeds from the show benefit the Wilcox Community Improvement Fund. Sponsored by Cornerstone Insurance Group, Fritz's Market and Fritz's Meats, Lions Roofing and Seamless Gutters, PNR American Express Travel and Cornerstone Bank. Now let's check your 880 Weather Watch. I'm Dirk Christensen as we are looking at a very, very cold night and accumulating snow. That rain uh, that has been seen across much of north-central Nebraska and the snow mixed with that rain in western areas led to uh, an, an overnight of accumulation and the possible accumulation of maybe as much as another inch in portions of western Nebraska and in north East Colorado. Temperatures today steadier dropping. Colder air dropping in southeasterly, reinforced by the northerly winds with light rain possible across the west and central. Most locations receiving less than a quarter of an inch. The snow mix possible from west central Nebraska down into northwest Kansas and light rain remains possible for on into tonight. West central Nebraska, northwest Kansas see a mainly evening chance that could still see that snow mixing in. A frost is likely for much of central Nebraska and a hard freeze likely in the west central into northwest Kansas. You can view the maps of the freeze advisories that have been posted on the KRVN Facebook page. This 880 Weather Watch being brought to you by the Premier Simmental Breeders. Freeze watches and freeze warnings late tonight over most of central and western Nebraska. With the cloudy skies, high temperatures today reaching only about 45 to 52 for the central and west. For the 50s east, tonight a chance of rain for the central and east with lows in the 20s west, 28 to 36 central, and the 30s in eastern Nebraska. Tomorrow, mostly cloudy, and for the east, a chance of rain. Sunny, though, for the west with high temperatures expected to be in the 50s. For northeast Colorado, breezy rain and snow accumulating again up to that one inch mark today. Look for high temperatures near 40 with lows tonight in the mid-20s and tomorrow sunny. A high temperature in the lower to middle 50s is anticipated. Nebraska's premier Simmental breeders include Forrester Farm Simmentals of Smithfield, Nebraska. When you're looking for a thick, meaty bull to deliver fast-gaining, meaty calves, call Forrester Farms at 308-472-5036. Forrester Farms genetics are designed to make your herd more profitable now and in the future. Stop by Forrester Farms anytime, located one mile east and one half mile north of Smithfield. Forrester Farms, the birthplace of champions, proud to be a premier Simmental breeder. For northwest and north-central Kansas, a hard freeze warning is posted in the northwest tonight. Windy, cloudy with light rain in the northwest and possibly mixed with snow through the day. 50-50 on the chance of rain on into the north-central this afternoon as temperatures range from the low 40s northwest to low 50s in north-central Kansas. Rain becomes likely for the north-central, light rain possibly mixing with snow, mainly for the evening northwest. Low temperatures 28 in the northwest to 35 in the north-central. And tomorrow, sunny to partly cloudy with high temperatures low to middle 50s. The forecast for central Nebraska calls for a freeze watch tonight along and west of a line from Greeley to Kearney to Arapaho. 
and windy conditions. Today's high in the 40s. Tonight, 50-50 the chance of rain. Areas of frost after midnight for central Nebraska with a low near 32. And north winds at 15 to 30. North winds continue but not quite so steady tomorrow. About 10 miles an hour with high temperatures reaching the mid-50s under sunny skies. This 880 Weather Watch has been brought to you by the premier Simmental Breeders. Overcast skies right now here at the Lexington studios of KRVN. Time to check markets brought to you by Town & Country Bank. Accelerate your savings with our Accelerate CD. This is Jess with Town & Country Bank. Interest accrues at 1.35% for 17 months and then accelerates to 2% for another 17 months. Plus, you have the option to withdraw your funds penalty-free after 17 months for any reason. Annual percentage yield of 1.68% for the full 34-month term. $2,500 minimum deposit. Checking relationship required. Penalty for other early withdrawals. Relationships matter. Tell country bank. Member FDIC. Heartland Motorsports in Kearney is offering you the best in sales and service for your Honda ATVs and side-by-sides. Your farm or ranch is a busy place that can't afford the downtime that you have with so many other brands. Your best option is the reliability of a Honda from Heartland Motorsports in Kearney, located on East Highway 30. Their dedication to you is evident with their large customer base, so when it's time to buy or service your Honda ATV or side-by-side, visit Heartland Motorsports in Kearney. Dewey Nelson with the Market Minute on the Rural Radio Network. We settled lower in the grains today. December corn, 349 and a half. March, 362 and three quarters. Both down a half. November soybeans, 966 and three quarters, down five and a half. January, 977 and a quarter, down five and three quarters. December Chicago wheat, 436, down seven and a half. Kansas City, December, 430 and three quarters, down six. December Minneapolis unchanged, 623 and three quarters. Livestock futures were mixed. October live cattle settled 111.42, up 40. December unchanged at 116.92. October feeders 153.77, down 17. November 155.50, down 25. January 153.75, up 5. October lean hogs 59.02, down 15. December was up 2 at 60.95. And you'll find more market information at ruralradio.com.